Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 94 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, as always. This week, we have a very special guest we're excited to introduce to you. Today, we are sitting with Terry Siciliano. Terry works at the Wayne Dinch Performing Arts Center in Sanford, Florida. And today, we're going to learn all about Terry, all about live theater, all about the center itself. So, Terry, hi, and welcome to the show. Thank you for Hi, how close. are you? Very good. How are you? I'm great. Yes, we are excited to talk to you. We're excited to learn all about you and all about the theater. And you know what I'm excited about? Having another guest in the studio. Yes, we have Terry in the studio today. We're being we're being safe, but we have her in the studio, yes. and so that's been really nice to, you know, we had Matthew a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Terry today, and uh, we've got guests lined up this month yeah. that are going to be meeting with us, whether we're in the studio or outside. It's going to be nice. So if anybody knows, and you, you probably do, because you've been listening, Terry. So when we first started, we'd be on the, you know. On location, basically. Right. So we would go meet people at farms and at their businesses. And we haven't been doing that, obviously. Um, and then we had just set up the studio and had a handful of guests. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And so it's been a long time. So you're time. doing phone interviews. It's, we were doing the video, virtual. Yeah. And I don't love it. It's no. not. I mean, it's good because we can still see people. Yeah. But it's not the same. So where you're sitting, I will put my computer about right where your face is, about right where their digital face would be. Yeah. So, it's, so we try to do of, our best, you know, but it's yeah. just not the same. It's you know? better when it's live. It, it really is. is. It really is. We definitely like More it this fun. way. It is. Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, and so, Terry, like we always do, and again, I know you listen to the show, but before we get into talking about the theater and everything, can you tell us a little bit about yourself personally? Maybe family life, where you grew up, that kind of stuff. Well, um, I'm originally from New York, but I've actually been living in Florida since I was 14, so it's been a lot of years. You're I moved kind of here. a Floridian. You're a Floridian. Yeah. I kind sure. of moved here in 1971. I went to Lake Brantley High School. Wow. So oh, nice. I'm, I'm a local person, oh, very more nice. or less. And I did go back to New York for nine years in 1987, and I came back here in 1995. Oh, wow. So That's culture shock. I'm, But I'm really... I'm. I'm really a Florida girl now. I mean, there's no, I, I tell everybody Brooklyn is an attitude, not a place. <laughs> so, and sometimes the Brooklyn comes out. You want to just get out of my way. So, but, I, I mean, that. I'm, I'm a, a single mother. I have three boys. My youngest is now 30. Uh, two of my three children live in New York. Okay. Oh, wow. They went back up there. One of them lives down here in Lake Mary. and So his... you have a place to visit when you go up. Oh, yeah. If you decide to go. Yeah. Just don't go at the cold time of year. That's... I know. I don't, go, I, don't, <laughs> I don't go in the winter. I go in the summer. So you are like me. You are a boy mom. Oh, yeah. I'm a That's boy mom. That's an interesting journey, I do not it? know how to do girls at all, so I'm okay, good with so that. Okay, so I don't either, <laughs> and I, but my first grandchild is a girl. Well, have fun with that. But grandchildren are different. Yes, because yes. Because I have two grandchildren. I, you know. So I'm a, boys, I'm, though. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited for the journey. You know, I figured I'll, you know, just teach her how to do the rough and. Sure. What What is it? Well, rough and tumble. Rough whatever. and tumbling. Yes. Well, I can so tell we'll you, do that as the stuff. father of a daughter, I don't know how to do it with daughters or sons either. So. <laughs> 
So <laughs> not many of us do. So you're you're in good uh, company. It's a learning experience the whole entire journey. <laughs> so so you've been here for quite some time. You moved, oh, yeah. you moved here the first time the year I was born. So essentially <laughs> on and off, you've been here as long as I've been here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you time. went to Lake Brantley. Is this where you met Dan's mom? Yes. That's a long well, actually, time ago. Yeah, I mean, actually, I think we might have met there one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I didn't stay in Lake Brantley long. I was in a private school, so okay. I went back there. But yeah, it's amazing because we were in the same graduating class. Basically. That is crazy. Wow. I did not know that. What that's, a great question. Yeah. I did not know that. She always tells everybody that's that, <laughs> that we know each other from Lake Brantley. How cool so, is that? I mean, technically, yeah. Like, Bo- both of my kids have gone there. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. their school. That's that school is as big as a college compared. Oh, to now my, it is. Yeah. Oh, I know. When I first went on that campus, when my son started going there, he went to Mount Dora High School, which is a tiny little campus. Right. Yeah. And then I start walking around, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how do you even oh. get from one side I of know. campus to the next without like being in a full sprint? <laughs> you know, golf cart. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's crazy. So, Terry, were you always interested in theater, like back in the school days even? Well, I mean, I was, but I primarily, because my son, my older son, who's the school teacher, he teaches at Dr. Phillips High School English. Oh, very nice. Um, He got involved in the theater when he was like 13. Okay. I, I brought, okay, so my middle child was the one that I thought would really like this. Right. So I bring my kids to go see a show. And middle one had no interest. He said, I'm not going to have anybody telling me what to do. Okay. <laughs> so I said, okay. But the older one said, can I do this? I said, sure. So his oh, first okay. show was Guys and Dolls Jr. And he was like 13 years old. Yeah. Very nice. So I got reacquainted with the theater. I was in the theater when I was his age, but yeah. I never stayed with it. Yeah. Yeah. He, however, still does it and is currently in Sister Act at our theater. Oh, that's oh, awesome. I love that. So he, you know, he continually does shows. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he just did Spam a lot there and he, and he does theater in several different places. So he has was the one that sort of kept you in it now. You Ke- became kept, like a theater mom. I was a theater mom mm-hmm. and I, be, I was very connected to it. I was actually kind of recruited for the board in Wayne Dench Performing Arts Center oh, by, really? the, by the director because I was a fundraiser girl. I was the PTA oh, fundraiser oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. I did a lot of fundraising. I'm, I'm one of those people that, you know, never knew a stranger mm-hmm. and has oh, no yes. problem knocking on doors and asking people for money, oh, even no. if I don't know them. And I'm telling you, they are looking for that. Yes. Like, so I kind of yeah. joined the board because they were they wanted me to do fundraising. Right. And it's, of course, it's a non-paying position. I mean, you're volunteering. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I live in Altamont. Theaters in Sanford. It was a lot of back and forth. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready for this. Let yeah. me, let me do this. Go I mean, all I'm in. working part-time, so I might yeah. as well go do this full-time. So I spent a lot of time at the theater in the very beginning, and I've been on the board since 2011. Wow. We have a working board. Yeah. Nobody gets paid there except for one person. Everybody else is a volunteer. So it is a passion project across it the is. board. It is wow. completely a community theater, yeah. and that's what that means, that you know, it's the community is getting together and and doing things. Yes. And and they've done, I mean, things have evolved and evolved and evolved, and we're in a really good place right now. Our yeah. theater has reopened. 
Uh, we reopened a while ago, and we are doing social distancing there. We're only doing 40% capacity. Yeah. Good, Fortunately, good. the theater seats 585 people. I was going to say, it, that's a big theater. It is. Yeah. It now, is. Now, that is downsized, because I think I read when they first opened, it was like 863 mm. people in the 30s. Prob- yeah. It probably, 1923. It yeah. probably was, but they've, you know, they've removed seats and added yeah. this. And Concession done that. stands, things like that. Right, that they've probably added. Okay, they've, cool. they've added several things. So this theater has gone through several transformations. But that's a because, big theater because it was yeah. built in 1923. So our 100 year anniversary is coming up. That's wow. awesome. We'll be having a big party in. Oh, 2023. Well, yes. Okay. That will be very um, cool. We, we rely on a lot on donations. Mm-hmm. We rely a lot on fundraising. So we have our big fundraiser coming up, annual fundraiser. It's called Putting on the Ritz. And I I'll tell you, it. I'll tell you that the reason for that name is that back in the day, this theater was called the, the Ritz. Ritz Theater. Yes. Okay. So we Some have history. We yes. have restored the sign. Put the I Ritz sign that. back That's, up there. That was just recently. Recently. That, and it's in like the neon lights yep. too. So it's that old kind of nostalgic feel, feel of probably how it originally was. Well, and we have so many stories of people that used to come there with their RC bottle caps and go to the oh. movies there. And it was, yeah. did, they did vaudeville there. They did so much. And for many, many years, the theater was dark because yeah. they didn't have the money to keep it open. Because it relies on volunteers and donations, like right. you said, and it probably went through those time periods in the um, history of this country where that was that wasn't a, a well, priority. They, you know, right? when they were when they were a movie theater, then they had to compete with you know the big the big movie theaters, the and that yeah. that didn't yeah. work. Mm-mm. So back in two thousand. The, the theater was revived by a woman named Helen Stairs. Mm-hmm. Most people remembered the name, the Helen Stairs Theater, because she single-handedly went out and raised funds to restore that theater back to its original wow. beauty. So I wonder if she had some kind of childhood memory of the theater or just Listen, wanted her, it we back. Listen, st- we still have her picture and her history on the wall in there because if it wasn't for her... Putting it back together, I don't know that we'd be there right now. Oh, because that's amazing! It was, you know, millions of dollars to of put that theater yeah, back to back co- to original. Yeah. So, so that part of it is part of the history that we keep. We keep. We mm-hmm. hang on to. Oh, and yeah. I love that. We were going to ask about the history of the theater, but real quick, was it? Were you saying it was a movie theater for it was a, a time? Movie, it was a movie theater. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So before it was an actual like um, live theater, or after. It was a live theater, then a movie theater, and then a live theater again. Okay, I get it. I okay. get it. So, so they tried to stay alive by becoming a movie theater when that competition came. Right. Now, do you guys do both? Because we were talking. We do. Of, yeah, oh, do. we were talking about like the Winter Garden Theater. Where they play old movies. Yes. Yeah. Well, and um, they do the old movies sometimes so too. So we have really cool. we have partnered with the city of Sanford, which, by the way, they're really big community supporters. The city does mm. a lot for the community. Yeah. So we partnered with them, and once a month, or I believe it's like every two months, every other month, we perf- they, they 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 show a movie. Oh, that's and so it's cool! Five dollars. Yeah, and it starts at seven twenty-six. Don't ask me why. Right. Um, they started out by putting the notice in the water bill, so that people in the city saw that what was going on. Oh, and cool! And they probably get about a hundred to one hundred and fifty people there to come and see the thing or the blob or the oh, whatever. Oh, the thing is, one of Dan's favorite movies. All those old. <laughs> 
they're old movies. They're all old movies, yeah. and they have a, they have a whole but, committee, which yeah. somebody from our board is also on that movie committee. I have got to see the thing in the theater. I, that like, would be. Oh, yeah. I, I would pay double the price of a regular movie ticket for that. So, so that's amazing. We also partnered with there's a, an organization called Love Your Shorts. Which is a short? They they do short films. I like to call them ADD films because they're <laughs> they're like most. They're all thirty minutes or less. Okay, which is okay. kind of the way ADD people like to watch movies in That's thirty right. minutes or less. Let's are these like indie films or something? Or? No, they're they're they are they come from, people come from all over the world. They're created by you know you could submit oh, a film I- independent people. Inde- yeah, they're all okay. independent. Okay. Okay. They have they do it in blocks. Right. So it's the comedy block you're going to see for an hour and a half. You're going to see all comedies, and there it's so like three comedies in an hour. Well, and a probably half. eight because oh, there's some shorter. of them are only three minutes. Some oh, of them are five like minutes. Indie short film festival. It so is. I, it is a short film festival. We they partnered with the theater because they use our theater for the whole week. Wow. They give out an award called the Monroe Award, Lake Monroe. Yes. Hence, people really like this they give out oh, scholarships wow. to to new and up-and-coming filmmakers and it's wow. it's a great community event i we, would think you guys get people like kids from whole um wholesale yeah, full, full sale. sale we do <laughs> we do get people kids. from full sale but we get you know it's yeah. funny because you don't know really who's going to be there and yeah. some of yeah. them come back year after year but every year there's like a bunch of new people and they put a lounge together for them it's a Fabulous event. Wait, is what? it normally the same time every year? Valentine's <gasps> weekend. This weekend. Oh. Are they doing Valen- one this year? They are. Oh, that is a good Valentine's Day. And you'll oh, be practicing social distis- distancing. Oh, yeah. selling so many tickets. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That sounds really fun and unique. We that like unique. Really, it's, really it's, it's fun. It's a fun event. So we're going from our big fundraiser on January 30th. Uh, that is called putting on the Ritz. Oh, and, and yeah, tell us about that because so that we've, sounds fun. So we've been doing that event since well, <laughs> we're doing the '90s this year. So A what 90s we did theme? was we started out with the '20s theme. Right. We did the '20s, the '30s, the '40s, <gasps> the '50s, the '60s, the '70s. Last year was the '80s, and those people went wild. That is that, yes. that's the, the most '80s fun. was a wild crowd. Yep. Yes. And this year we're doing the '90s. Okay, so this is more of the grunge kind of. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's <laughs> so, that period. Um, yeah. I I really don't know a whole lot Not about the '90s the at 80s, my age. I'm the sorry. '80s was a blast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. you never know. You never. I mean, the I'm a dress, child of the '80s. But though. the but. Like everything was just so extreme in the eighties, like from the hair to the makeup. Yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. guess every decade has that, but it was very eighties is so easy to dress that you, oh, you, you can could, still find this. It was stuff. definitely oh, yeah. very theater esque, wasn't it? Oh yeah. It was yes. like all about big hair and pink eyes. Yes. Like pink people. eyes and blue mascara. Remember the blue mascara? Oh yeah. I had it. And get it, it on the top and the bottom so that I, you can I had like it really more pop. I, I just <laughs> want to say for the record I had a fabulous mullet that I wore yes, way into did. the nineties. Thank you. <laughs> I could I could I'm trying to picture it. I think I can kind of picture that. Oh know, it's, the mullet. It's so bad. Look, the mullet is coming back and it I is. hate to say that. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, but, but it, it is, really it, is. It is People are so so, so that event is basically a street party. We started out outside oh. 
We have local restaurants that are donating food because it's 50, it's a hundred percent charity event. So yeah. this year we have Carabas, we have PDQ, we have a, a new vegan restaurant in the area called oh, nice. Dixie Dharma, oh. and they're going to be there. Um, we have Duffy's. Some of the places wow. are like by the mall, yeah. Yeah. and some of them are local in town. We have Chianti's doing meatballs, and we have Christo's doing desserts. Wow. So there's going to be about seven or eight restaurants there. That's all done outside, and that party goes on from 5.30 to 7. Like food tent kind of? It's Yes. Oh, very nice. Yes, so- and it's, it's also going to be done with we, – we blocked off the entire street this year so that we could space the tables out. Yes. Um, we do require people to wear masks as well. Yeah. So that's all going to be going on. We have somebody that's coming in. We have a bunch of kids that we we recruited that will be bussing tables. So AKA no one has to volunteer, really. Well, they're volunteer all, hours for college, uh-huh. right? They're all vol- everybody's a volunteer. Yes. Well, how did, so, <laughs> so they do an outside show, which is like there'll be a song from Sister Act. There'll be a song from Frozen Junior from the shows we have coming up. So like street theater. It's like, right. And nice. we do that like every 20 minutes they'll put on a show outside but it's mainly for people to eat and to we have a silent auction so we We want them to see that yeah and then we bring them inside for 90s music we have a a, we hire a band there's a band there and the band band or something and And they'll be doing 90s music so the event goes from 5 30 to 9 30 from 7 15 until 9 30 they're inside very and, cool. And we've been, again, This we've been doing this since the 20s. I don't know what we're doing next year, but I Start know over, in 2023, maybe? we're probably going to be doing Dancing Through the Decades. Okay. That's and let cool. people, you know, what's your favorite era? We'll dress like that. I mean, because I can yeah. tell you there was a couple of eras that were really difficult because it was like, what time? Wartime, the 40s. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, but people like really people like the yeah. 20s. They liked they wearing their furs. The roaring their, 20s. I was going to say that yeah. the 20s and 30s would have been really fun for me. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. The know? 80s, of course. Well, I could take disco, like 70s or 80s. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah. I was Very a disco cool. queen girl, too. Yeah. So. Even 60s with like the hippie kind of yeah, look. Yeah, that was like kind that of fun, too. Yeah. I mean, what, you know what I liked about the 20s and 30s is everybody dressed nice all the time. No oh, matter yeah. what you were doing, yeah. everybody oh, yeah. dressed nice. So. Yeah, we all wore our furs for that. We all had like little mink stoles on. Yeah, <laughs> it was really yeah. kind of funny. Is the 20s but, with like the flapper dresses, like the yes. fringy dresses, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's fun. So how do people get tickets to this event? All they have to do is call the theater. They can okay. call the theater. They can go. Uh, the website is wdpac.com. However, you're going to find a couple of error messages on there right now because we just switched our ticketing system over. Okay. Mm, okay. So when you go on there, it'll open up and it'll say, please call the theater if you get an error message. And so, it'll, you know, it'll. So it'll, it's it'll, doing that. So it, just call the theater. It's automatically doing that. And the phone number at the theater if I can read it properly. Yep. And I'll put the phone number in the show notes too. So if you're listening on your podcast player, you can just scroll down, click it and call. It's, three, it's 407-321-8111. You got it. So, that sounds really you know, fun. And again, there's the Ritz sign right there. So. Yeah, I know. I saw it. And and even the new um, Wayne Dench sign is all lit up. Well, with that, the... that's all been redone too. We oh, believe, it has. That's all been fixed. Yeah, because it we... used to just be a regular sign, yes. and that's all been illuminated well, now we, to we, look like that old. It style. required a lot of repair. So the, the, this is why we do. 
we do fundraisers because we have capital improvements that need to be done. I of mean, course. we had to put a roof on there. And granted, we do get supported by Wayne Dench Foundation. That's yeah. the reason why they have naming rights. I mean, give you a yeah. little bit sure. of the history that we you like might not that. know. We'd love to know that, yeah. Okay, so originally the theater was only this one building right here. Which, right. is the, okay. which is the one building where the theater is housed. They used to do the tickets out of that same building. Yeah. Wayne Dench Foundation purchased the building next door. Oh, nice. Okay. And basically gave it to the theater. So, so for like that's, office space, it for is the office space. To get ready. There's also a room in there, the annex, which we rent out regularly. <gasps> So that's an um, income, income that you can get all year long. Correct. That's and that, amazing. That will probably. 200 people could fit in that room. So for seated. conferences, parties, we've, we've whatever done, it is. We've done weddings. bridal showers, rehearsal dinners, oh. baby showers, birthday parties. I mean, we, we, we we've done things all, going probably. on there all the time. Wow. Okay. Um, and that's just another addition to the income to help yes. build the theater. And again, this theater has had its ups and downs. But yeah. right now, we have to be in a really good position. I think it's because we do have a working board. Mm-hmm. We're all volunteers, and we all know how to do lots of things. I produced shows. So we were going to ask I, I you about thinking, your yeah, role. Yeah, like, wait, so, wait, let's get this right. Let's talk about your roles at the theater, because it's a working board. You probably have an area of expertise, which we've already kind of found out was fundraising. But we were talking earlier, and you said you've pretty much done every position there. So let's chat about that a little well, bit. Well, I'm I'm one of those people that has to be completely involved. I'm either all in or I'm not in. That's my personality. So that I, I had to learn how to... Like, for instance, I'm one of the few board members that knows how to run a ticket at the theater. Most of the board members, they don't come to the theater and sell tickets. Yeah. yeah. But I know how to do that. But it's important to have more than one person that knows how to do that in case something happens. Well, there's yeah. two You're board members, the treasurer yeah. who yeah. has helped put us on the path to being very solvent. Our treasurer is fabulous. Wonderful. Uh, he is retired from Lucent Technologies. Wow. So okay. we, we have several retired people on our board, which is great because yeah. they have a lot more time to time. devote. Yeah, of course. Steve is actually there kind of all the time. He's, yeah. he's yeah. like. He's the face of the theater. He, you probably he, know he's, he's there all the there. time. And he's a fab. He's a great treasurer. He's, he's made us. I think he's put us in the position that we're in today because nice. we don't, we don't listen. Several theaters, unfortunately have had to close their doors. Yeah. Especially, especially now. Due to yeah. COVID. Yeah, probably. Mm, probably because they're too small to do social distancing. Mm. There's a no. couple of them that will never, they can't recover. You can't put they people can't. in there if you're, you know, yeah. you can't have 10 well, people. They couldn't pay their rent because if you're only putting, if you can't, only see yeah. 50 people, mm-hmm. where, how are you going to spread them out? Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it, it, it's very sad. Sure. A lot of, those theaters. Oh, yeah. But for us, it's meant that we've gotten some talent from some other theaters, which is okay. really good. Oh, probably, and audience from other theaters, too. <laughs> yes. Because yes. yeah. people still want to go out. They just want to feel safe. Sure. So, of course. You know, and it's been it's it's been a mission. We have now a, a new new volunteer role is called the wellness director. Okay. It's the person who takes temperature and reminds people that they need to keep their masks on. And, and the guy wears gloves when he does it. So yeah. it's like yeah. very... It's following through. You know, so, I so love it. having to have added that position into our volunteer base, I mean, our volunteers go through an orientation period. They can become alcohol certified because we do sell alcohol at the theater. Yeah, we which have is a, a great We revenue. have a concession stand with a, 
a full bar. And it's the drinks are six dollars. Can you take your um, drinks to your seat? You can. That's amazing. And popcorn. We have a popcorn machine. I, I mean, you can't it. go to a theater without having popcorn. Heck no. Of course. Do you have That's... the old Coke bottles? Like, no. No. We that do would cans. Be really cool. It's easier. <laughs> Plus, try not to mess with glass. <laughs> oh, this is true. Broken glass all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and our volunteer. All the ushers are all volunteers. The people who work concessions are volunteers. Now, the yeah. board members know how to do all this stuff, and board members will also volunteer. Yeah. So we don't just go to a meeting once a month. Yeah. We, yeah, it seems like every, there's a lot involved. Everyone in it. on the board sits on at least one committee, mm-hmm. if not, I mean, I'm on four. So oh, wow. some wow. people are on two, some are on three, some are on four, some are on every committee. I mean, it's just the way it is. They just love when it, I say yeah. a working board, we went in there and painted last year. Okay. So you guys so are doing everything. We do a cleanup day every year. Yeah. So we, we are truly a working board. Well, of course, and also to maintain, it. this isn't something... It's a big it, building. It's an everyday thing. It's something <laughs> yes. that's got to be cleaned or, oh, look, there's a crack there. And the other thing is with fundraising, fundraising just can't be a once a year thing oh, that no. you do. You're constantly making contacts. Yeah. You're constantly getting donors or, you know, somebody that you might think would be a good fit as far as, oh, let's get them in there and, you know, right. good contact. So that is... A, and you're good with people, with chatting no, with people, like had, you said. So we, we had several people that we were we were um, going, we're talking to about becoming like major donors, and mm-hmm. then COVID hit, so I kind of laid off all that, and I'm not really going to do that right at this moment because yeah. you know they're maybe struggling. But too. I have a list, yeah. and I those people I know will listen. I'm all about a win-win. If if I see a benefit yeah. to them, I can find a way to make that fit in. And yeah. where their money is going to go to something good. Like, for instance, we're just putting, we just, it's going to be installed, I think, next week. We just put in the um, the hearing aid, the hearing device system is going into the theater. It was sponsored, oh. it was sponsored by Orlando Health. Oh, oh my nice. goodness. So they're, they're actually, their name will be posted and they'll be in programs and yeah. I, I'm excited because I wear hearing aids so I'm excited about having you know listening you... devices in the theater yeah so how does that work so if you have a hearing aid it's like a microphone just for the hearing aids that it, amplifies it will it will probably bluetooth with your hearing aid or if you have a hearing mm. issue you can put a device around your neck Makes and it that device will make will boost Amplify. up the sound. Oh, yeah. I love that. That is real because yeah, you're sitting there enjoying the show, but you're not yeah. hearing everything going on, or it's in and out. And or I mean, and actors are they're they're wearing microphones, but yeah. that doesn't mean anything. If, like, no. if you have a hearing problem, sure. Well, if you're like me and you've been reading lips for years, if you can't see, there a lot of them are a lot <laughs> yeah. of our our actors, our performers are wearing masks on stage. Yeah, so you can't see their lips. So if there's a big cast, like Spamalot, it was about 50-50. 50% of the cast had a mask on through the entire show. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't read their lips, guess what? You can't tell what they're saying. <laughs> so, But, I, but I, I want to go back real quick. So you said you've been a producer as well? So the producer's job is primarily to help raise funds to pay for the show. So yes, okay. I've done that job, but it also you also act as a liaison between the board and yep. the cast. Yes. So okay. that the cast knows that there's a board. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they don't really know where things come from. They know yep. there's a director mm-hmm. and there's might be an assistant director, there's tech people, there's, you know, there's uh stage managers, 
But if when there's a producer, the producer is helping them like put together cast shirts, puts together the cast party, helps make sure that they get their comp tickets. Yeah. If we don't yeah. pay them, we give them two comp tickets when they're in a show. Oh, I see. So, uh, yeah. you know. Okay, so it's you're like in charge of the organization of everything. It's, basically, it's really yeah. just kind of being a go-between. Mm-hmm. You know, so the director doesn't have to deal with some nonsense because it might go to the producer instead. So, so I the, took on that role. Cool. About, I think I've done about six or seven shows now. So is the producer? I know what the producer is like in a Hollywood movie. Is the producer in a play like this? You're in charge of also finding out how you're going to get funding for the show itself. Oh yeah. Okay. That's That's one of my things. Go after some money so that, you know, (laughs) if if we want to have really high priced costumes like we did for Spam a lot, we need to try to get it paid for. So you have to work with the director very closely, too, because they have to know, you know, it's the same thing with a movie. This is what your budget's going to be. So don't go crazy. Or yeah. you can go crazy, or we can be fancy. I mean, we have the same budget pretty much for most of our shows. Oh, do you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, and of course, it'll it'll depend on whether or not we have a live orchestra. If we're doing a musical, we are one of the few theaters mm. that has a live orchestra. Oh, that's amazing! Oh so my the, God. The, Why the, haven't we gone here? I the don't front know. part of our theater, the stage comes off. And the, the, that's the orchestra pit. It's actually on the stage. It's wow. the first, like, four feet of the stage is an orchestra pit. And when it's not a musical or when there's a, a, a tribute band there, because we also do a lot of tribute bands there. Yeah. I mean, cool. next week we have we have Fats Domino and we have um, uh, Buddy Holly and we have... Elvis. I saw, Elvis. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. The Elvis guy, his name is Ted Torres. He this guy like Elvis, is, dude. he is amazing. He's wow. like number four in the country for Elvis impersonators. Very He's really, cool. really good. That so, and, cool. and I've seen Fats Dom and I've seen them before. Yeah. So they're excellent tribute. But last week we did a show that was uh, Diana Ross. Oh, oh my God. Wow. She was amazing. That is so cool. So that people can take this talent and, you know, bring it to well, an audience. What it does especially when it's tribute bands from the the era they <laughs> that you know all the songs yeah. to oh okay. yeah people come in there they're they're sitting in their seats they start out sitting in their seats mm-hmm. within a few minutes they're up dancing oh, they're singing dancing. oh of course i so mean fun. people love tribute bands yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it takes you back to that time of pro- probably your teen years when you know that music was popular and it just reminds yeah. you of what was going on at that crazy time and a lot life. of them a lot of the, the bands we bring in are local mm-hmm. we work with a lot of local bands but like that band came from i think south florida so we're so doing cool. a Frank Sinatra tribute. We have oh, we have cool. we do we do a lot of tributes. Tributes are a one night show that bring in you know a decent amount of money and yeah. people have fun yeah. and it introduces the theater to a different crowd of people just like the movies does. Yeah. So and they may you, come back. If for, you have people that are coming there to enjoy a tribute and you say, well, you know, if you like the theater, you should come back and see Sister Act. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you get one or two if new you, people. That's right. And if you had fun at that, you're probably going to have fun at that. Right. So um, let's talk about that. How I'm always curious how you decide or who decides, I'm assuming it's the board, what shows what plays what musicals you're going to have and how do you go about making that decision so we have a programming committee okay um and you know production is their thing but they they pull the board they do surveys with the audience we have a group of people that are not even on our board that are volunteering to take on the survey job and they've been doing it Mm. since last year 
So we survey people and we ask them what they like. So you just stop people in the street and just now, say, Now, are hey. you asking them what titles they want to see yeah. or what style oh, of play or we, all the we above? Can, we can be as specific. It depends. We we oh, ask cool. them specifically. I've done polls on Facebook yep. and asked them, what's the top three shows you'd like to see? And then again, it also is based on whether or not it's in the budget. Because if yeah. you try to get in, if you try to bring in some show, I don't know if you know anything about rights to a show. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Just okay, from well, the other it community. It could be like $13,000 yes. for the rights to a show. Oh, so to, yeah. before before you open the doors, you have to think about your budget. And if you're spending that much money on the rights, then you've got costumes and you got a band to pay because the band does get paid. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you got a set to build. You got there's yeah. a lot of expenses yeah, you have to there pay. Is. And those shows that you get rights to, I mean, that's basically the screenplay as well as descriptions of the sets and things like that for each scene, right? Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, you get everything comes in the package, but you're not getting a set. You have to yeah. build a set. Of course. Yes. I mean, when we did Mamma Mia, we rented a set. Yeah. And yeah. it was very, very pricey. But these are always known shows. There's not like some anomalous. No. Not in our theater. We try to do shows that we know that people are going to know. Yeah. That's okay. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you, you know, because you said that you have like the indie um, short sh- uh, short films. Are you, do That's you different. ever work with any we have local not, screenwriters we, or anything We like have that? not. There are several theaters that do that because they're okay. smaller. They don't have I to think. try to fill as many seats. Sure, sure. Okay, gotcha. Um, and, you know, there's there's a theater in Eustace that has done that. There's several There's several that have been yeah, is that gone the from. Ice House Theater? Uh, that is Bay Street. Oh, Bay Street. Ice House is Mount Dora. Oh, okay. Bay Street is where Emma was. In. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And, you know, here's the thing. Community theaters are a breed of their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Each one is different. So mm-hmm. we also have a group called the Community Theater Alliance. It's mm. primarily, it's us and most of the theaters in... in um, Volusia County. Okay. Because we're really over the bridge. There's like five or six theaters over there. Oh, there's, okay. There's Daytona. There's Little Theater in Lake Helen. And there's Shoestring I- Theater. There's New Smyrna Theater. There's, you know, there, oh. and there, some of them are the same. One of them is, Athens is close to the same size as us, but a lot of them are a lot smaller. Yeah. So they do a lot of local stuff, but we share sets. We share actors we share we share costumes i was i wanted to know about that because like i have an old district manager who was very involved in like her um, daughter's theater at school and i remember one of the things was they were always making these costumes that were like immaculate Mm -hmm. like you know professional seamstress that they knew and the sets that they were making and this was just high school Oh, yeah. Musicals, and it was amazing looking. Yeah. So I wanted to find out, like, who do you have that you turn to for those costume designs or rentals or the set designs? You I'm, you have to have very creative people on your team to be doing this. We've been extremely, we've been very lucky with a lot of, again, volunteers a have friend come of mine on board. does this. She makes those fancy costumes for plays and theaters. Oh, that is really? Cool. Yeah. Who is that? Shelly Henriette. Oh, well, yep. see, connections. Don't know, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah. But I can tell you that there is a really good local costume shop now called Penguin Point. Oh. It's in Oviedo. It's in the mall. Write that down because that Halloween. is a Halloween place. Oh, and guess what? <laughs> they they actually 
well, they built our show for Spam a lot. So that means that they have part of the costumes and they brought in seamstresses to do, to build the rest of the costumes. And oh, they wow. now, Neat. they now would be the place if any other theater is doing spam a lot. That's where you want to go because they have the costumes. Well, spam a lot has 150 costumes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> There's a lot of costumes in wow. there. Yeah. They actually did a costume for Lady of the Lake. I don't know if you're familiar with that show where she. It's a convertible dress. She's in a blue, a purple dress, and it becomes a wedding gown. Oh. oh, she flips it over and it becomes a wedding gown. Neat. That and is the, neat. It took the girl, the girl who made it, seventy-two hours to make oh it. Oh my god! This is all so, volunteer time, people. Well, no, so, for her, oh, no, she's paid. paid. Penguin, okay. Penguin Point rents their costumes. Okay, they also do shows. They're in the Oviedo Mall. It's run by a guy named James Bredlinger, who's very well known in the community, mm-hmm. in the theater community, and he's got a, an amazing costume shop in there. That has, you know, that's where we used to bring our stuff when we were cleaning out our costumes. And we rent from them. Yeah. We need costumes. Now, we also have borrowed from other theaters. We're borrowing some costumes from Sister Act for from Bay Street. So okay. that a lot of there's a lot of camaraderie amongst That's community wonderful. theaters. That's yeah. through the alliance, the the community theater alliance. Yes. yes. And even just like I happened to go see a show at Bay Street and they said, "Oh, you're doing Sister Act, we have those costumes." I was like, "Okay." Okay. Wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. So people in theater tend to be like that. They tend yeah. to be extremely generous. They, yeah. they, Helpful. They, you mm-hmm. know, they, they, we, we support all community. I've gone to shows in almost every theater in town, so I'm aware. Yeah. See, we learned that when we were working with Mimi's, which is a small community theater. It used to be in Mount Verde. I don't know if it's still there, but they... There is a, it's almost like a culture of theater yeah, people that want to help each other in any way they can. I love it that really about is. it. Yeah. And, um, I was thinking of a great connection for you for like, um, theater makeup. We go to this place called Embellish Oh, I know. I you know. know them. I know him. <laughs> I bet you, oh, do you? I do. love him. <laughs> oh, so cool. <laughs> oh. I love Jonathan. Yes. Yeah. I've been, I've been friends with them for okay. a while. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. They have, a, they are amazing oh, down yeah. there. I'm like, why didn't we discover them so many? Yeah. He used ago? to have a costumer in there too, but I think he's gone. The guy has gone and opened up his own place. A guy named oh. Dell. And oh, he okay. was a wow this guy was fabulous the costumes that he made yeah we've had know, them on the show before embellish has done he's done stuff for like i know some of these wealthy people with their parties like they yeah did, they did this whole like mad hatter thing oh, one cool. year and i saw some of the costumes i was like oh my god look at those things it's like, like out of the movie or something yeah, yeah. it's crazy they're and just I mean, we went there for some um halloween makeup and i mean they just take the time to just sit there and explain oh, yeah. try this on it. And don't use this. Don't oh, use that. We has upped our game a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we did a show several years ago called "The Mystery of Edwin Drood," and it's not a very well-known show, but it was mm-hmm. really a lot of fun. It has six different endings, and it's like, it's it's a very strange show. But we decided that we were going to go with the steampunk kind of fun kind of basis yeah. background so we offered people discounts on tickets if they came dressed steampunk so as the producer that was one of the first shows i produced i said oh crap now i have to do 
You have to do you it. You have um, to do it. <laughs> so I went to embellish and they got me all set up. But I bought all kinds of stuff really from there. It's really cool. Yeah. Like steampunk is a really cool look. It they is. They have like festivals for steampunks. Oh, I know. To, we're going to have to do that one year yeah. with all the yes. weird it's gears steampunk. and gizmos. Steampunk's fun. It's, it is. It's, it's very and cool. it is just really creative. It's, you know what it is to me? It reminds me of that sort of, oh, I wish I could think of the author, but it's the, uh, is it George Orwell? It's the... Um, to the to the moon and back, or was he the one that wrote that? Anyway, it's that know. whole it's that whole. You're style. the writer. You yeah, should know. I know. <laughs> it's that style that is uh, like Jules Verne. That's another it's one. Like, oh yeah, okay. It's, it's the me, style it's that's futuristic and yet past. old, looking at right. the same right. time. I yeah. love right. it. Yes. Yeah, I, I was I was too. like all about it's the like gears. This dystopia look, kind yeah. of like I was future, I was thinner. I wore a corset. <laughs> but did you I have wouldn't, the gears and all that kind of stuff? I did. Yeah, I put, yeah. you know, gear earrings and the goggles I had yeah, on. Yeah, and them cool it. The little, the little hat the and the little yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah I love I it. Mean, yeah, it. It was is, fun. It, it was really fun. Cool. Let's talk about the process of acting in one of these shows. Do you guys do like open tryouts? Open live auditions. Open oh, live. Oh, that is so cool. So it's like trying out and for a movie. And how many people are... Sitting in the audience for a live um, tryout, does it vary? It's, it varies. I mean, we've never had more than maybe 35 people at one time there, but everybody's able to watch everybody else's audition. There's a reason for that, because mm-hmm. if somebody gets cast and, you know, somebody else thinks they were better, mm-hmm. you know, actors are like that. Yeah. Sure. But if they're sitting there saying, well, they were better than me. Yeah, they uh, can see it. They saw it, <laughs> or, yeah. Well, they, they can definitely dance better than me because yeah. they're doing the audition is singing acting and dancing it's usually if it's a musical they yeah. have to yeah. be able to do all three of course i mean there's very rarely a musical with no dancing yeah. i mean you always have to dance yeah. so yeah. so we have the choreographer will be there the music director will be there and the director will be there and as the producer i'm generally there because i like to just know everything yeah sure. you know so we we sign them in they're spaced out they bring you know, two, they either bring a CD or we have a piano there, but generally we do it with a track. It's easier. Okay. Yeah. And they choose their own two songs. Okay. And then they're called back. And again, it's pretty open and fair. I mean, we don't, yeah. we, we don't precast people in a show. Right. If we don't have enough people, we will call people that we know. Yeah. That, who, who makes you know, the final decision? The Is director. it the audience or the, the director? director? Okay. But do yeah. Does the audience like? Is it by applause? Is it you know? No, there's the no audience there. It's just oh, it's just okay. It's just other auditioners. The other, the other actors. Oh, it's the other. Just the other actors. That's Believe why it's me, they're considered live. Okay, it's, I got it's, you. It's it's open and open audition. You the know, pressure's on, baby, though, because yeah. you're watching your competition up there. Yeah. And if they, if somebody else, if you thought you did really good, and then somebody else goes up, and you're like, that's well, what she's and saying. Then, yeah. And then you and then you have to realize that the minimum amount of hours that an actor is volunteering is. 140 hours yeah that's yeah. a lot of hours that is a lot of hours so they've got to yeah. you know be able to work around their work schedule i know some of the shows they're rehearsing monday wednesday thursday and saturday four yeah. days a week oh yeah just rehearsals okay? and they come from seven they're there they could be there till 10 yeah they, they don't know and usually almost the entire cast comes for almost every rehearsal i mean they yeah. might just have the principals for one of the rehearsals yeah. but generally they're all there because they all have something to do yeah, yeah. plus i think amazing. you're more tuned into the whole thing and it, it doesn't surprise it's this to me very much is everything i've learned about reading about movies and stuff the director that's it, the whole thing's his baby or her baby oh, yeah. yeah so 
They're yeah. going to pick the cast. They're going to be the one that's turning all the screws and knobs throughout the whole yeah. thing to get it just oh, yeah. how they and want. And ultimately, it's, you know, the the director and those people on stage that people are judging the whole thing on, yeah. you know? So. I mean, I can tell you that the shows that I've produced, it's the director has sat down with the choreographer, with the musical director. They've sat there and they've gone over numbers and yeah you know this one did great here not such a great dancer but it's something i could work with that this is the way mm-hmm. they communicate they yeah. and within it t- usually takes it's usually two audition days they usually have and then they'll do a callback day if there was somebody that was iffy mm-hmm. yeah or if they're trying to see does this person look good with this person well like for instance we did mama mia right before covid you couldn't have a 30 year old donna yeah. Yeah. And a 20 year old Sophie. Of course. <laughs> okay. Right. So you really kind of had to make sure you were part. in the yeah. right category age wise. Yeah. Now, right. Donna, she's got a 20 year old daughter. So she yeah. had to be at least in look sort of like she was yeah. 50. Or you had okay. to be able to do it with makeup. Yeah. And that, that then almost... you had to have, then you had to have her two. The Rosie and the Tanya had to be around the same age. You can't put a 20-year-old Tanya with a 40-year-old Donna. Yeah, sure. Exactly. So, so a lot of that is, you know, the director, like, putting people next to each other and saying, well, I don't really want to short Sam if Donna's going to be, you know. Yeah. So once they cast a major role and they're sure of who that person is, that's going to affect who all the other, some of the major Correct. roles are. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how they do it for movies. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's the same way. Yeah. I mean. So no. let's talk about some of the other programs that the theater offers. Because I think I saw that they have a camp there. We do. We do a summer. We actually, we have two summer camps. We do a summer cool. camp for younger kids. Yeah, I love that. Um, which is basically them learning. They're, they're actually learning how to audition and they put on they put on a little show. It's only a one week camp. They put on like you know it's 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 basically just it's a show of them singing and dancing. Yeah, and I they love do that. it within a week. Yeah, they it's all done in a week. Yeah, and okay? I think I mean, how often is it that you have somebody just show up in an audition that really hasn't done anything and make the cast? Oh, that's a good well, question. Well, let me ask you a question. There is that talent out there, but how often does do it you happen? really think that actors are born? Or do you think that they're made? And how do they know that they're actors if exactly. they never get the opportunity to act? How do you know yeah. that your kid is going to be good at tennis if you don't give him lessons and let him yeah. see if he's good at it? Exactly. So it's the same concept. Let's go. You Like I brought my kids to the theater and the kid I wanted to do it, he said, I'm not doing that. But however, now he's in three bands and he's the lead singer because guess what? He's the lead singer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. He's the boss. He's, he's the boss. And, he's, and the one that does the acting is the one that I thought was too bossy to do acting. Yeah, it's so I weird. thought he would do more directing, but no, he's his teacher. <laughs> so yeah. he's got those kids to boss around. But on the stage, he listens to his director. So yeah. you don't but you don't really know if they're not exposed. So if you expose your children to this, you don't mm-hmm. know. I could tell you one thing. One of the reasons why I'm so involved and into the theater is theater creates passion. Yes, mm, I love that. If you're a baseball, if you play baseball, OK, you're going to play baseball and, you know, pop, but, you know, a kid's league, a T-ball or something like that. Yeah. Your passion's going to end when baseball ends. Yeah. If you're is, an yeah. actor, if you're in theater, if you sing, if you're involved in the arts, you're mm-hmm. taking that with you your entire life. Yes. Yeah. It, it goes to everything that you do in your life. Yes. 
And that passion is very hard to instill in somebody, but the theater can instill it in you. I have stories of kids that I can, I can, I can have you guys crying. I have children, I have kids that were cutting themselves, kids that were mm. being bullied. Yeah. Kids that yeah. We have all those sad stories. Getting at so their heart. If you, know? you get a kid that has had issues in school and is being bullied in school and he gets the lead in the show, guess what happened to his that popularity? And that confidence goes And then up. he's got all his friends coming to see the show and, and people saying, wow, you're Aladdin at Wayne Dance yeah. Theater? Yeah. Wow. And you get up in front of people and do that because my youngest son was bullied, but he was not afraid to get up on stage and do a little dance routine or it's, it's community too. Really though. You was you, not. Yeah. You find out where you belong. I mean, and that's part of the problem with those scenarios is people don't really belong, you know, right. as a kid that was never into sports at all, that it's great that people are, but a big piece of society as you're growing up, is consumed by that. So if you're mm, outside yeah. of that, you have to find the other thing. Right. And I, I noticed that just when the short time my daughter was going to that other community theater, meeting the people, the actors. Oh. Um, it, they're, they're There's all a camaraderie so built that's really, amazing. They are so welcoming and yeah. want to help, and everybody's so friendly. You did such a great job, and it's just, I, I loved that aspect of it. So hearing yeah. that you have, I'm sure it would make me cry, but yeah. hearing that you're finding ki- <laughs> anything about kids makes me cry, but um, that you're finding kids that are, were so troubled that have sort of found their way. And one of the things you asked a minute ago that's a fascinating question to me is, are actors born or are they created? And I think the answer can be both because I think sometimes you just know someone is born to act. Now, are they as good as they're going to be with more practice and encouragement and, you know, doing different shows? No. But if you don't expose them to that, you'll never know if... That's right. Yeah, because you can you know, have a, You don't know what's in somebody's heart until you yes. expose them to it. Yeah. Right. Because, like, you have a little two-year-old that starts, like, you know, putting on little plays and stuff. But if you don't take her... And let her experience yes. it. She's just going to do it in your living room at home. But what could she have became? I, I can tell you that her? my son, Christopher, used to have do shows with the whole family. And he used to set up the chairs and he used to do things like the wheels on the bus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he would direct everybody else in the family where they had to sit. That's why I never thought he would want to be the actor. I was yeah. that he'd want to be the director. Yeah. But yeah. Well, no, he know. wants to be on the stage. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. But. Uh, yes, I had that in my, like I knew you, that, but I thought it was just a kiddie thing. Sure. I had yeah. no idea that at 35 years old, he'd still be doing this. Yeah, I love that, that though. That is so, really cool. I mean, how many famous actors do you see where the footage comes out of them, like you said, when they're little, setting up the living room? Oh, yeah. There's some famous actor. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, it's it, it, there. some people are just wired to want to go that way. And some people, and you, you probably know this more than anyone, don't necessarily know they don't they want know. to do that until, until they they're do. exposed to it. Yeah. That's right. So they what don't about, know. So, so what about you? You're behind the scenes, but what, what roles have you played? Or, you know, is there anything well, that I you mean, would like to do? Uh, well, I mean, I think I've kind of done pretty much all that I've done. I don't okay. really, I never really liked the limelight. I never okay. really wanted to be on the stage, but I was in, you know, HMS Pinafore when I was a kid. I was in Oklahoma when I was a kid. Yeah. And when, when they offered me a role, I was like, can I just be in the ensemble? Like yeah. I'm, I'm more one of those. Center, I want to yeah. just be like hanging out with all the sisters and cousins and aunts. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to be like one of the primary roles. I'm not, uh, uh, uh. I mean, you, you want to be one that has something to say, but there's a group saying it with you. So right. if something happens, okay. I was a tr- 
tree in the Wizard of Oz in my elementary yeah, but see, school. That's good. That's a good role. <laughs> yeah, that's a good role. That's the you role know. she would have took. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I did I did a lot more. I was involved with with chorus when I was a kid, oh, okay. and I did. And I the first time I had to do a solo, I was making myself sick. I'm like, okay, this is not working for me. Yeah, yeah. But I did it, and I said, I don't really want to do that again. Yeah. I hear <laughs> so you. just don't oh, raise your hand just for that. Yeah. For clarity here, when I say a tree, I don't mean one of the talking spooky trees. I mean just, just holding a tree. A tree. <laughs> right. It was like a scene where they just walked through the trees. I just stood there. That's not a bad role, though. You're still part of the show. Yeah, it's that's okay. True. true. Yeah. But, you know, again, everybody needs to, you know, people should really do what they like to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. As opposed to trying to force themselves to do something they don't like. Or if to fit people in, would just yeah. do that, yes. it would be they so much it. easier. Yeah. There's and, a fear in that, I think, when you're young sometimes of embracing what, or even trying to find out what it is that you really like. And that's one of the things I love about theater is if you even have the slightest inkling that you might like, like it, it, you it's it. the the community will embrace you. Right. Well, when you get, I mean, my son Christopher, he was sort of on the shy side. So when he said he wanted to do theater, I was like, what? Right. You know, and he played, um, I think he played nicely, nicely in Guys and Dolls Jr. And I'm like thinking... He's going to have a solo. He's uh, and he's huh? they're wearing suits and hats and the suits were all big on them. Of course they were kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but it was uh-huh. hilarious though. Yeah. And they, it was. I mean, he just Shined. kept going and uh-huh. going and going. He That's wound up amazing. involved with a group called Orlando Youth Theater, which was a paid based Orlando Youth organization. I think, um, I think Ben 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 from. Embellish is involved with them. No, they, oh, they they're not the around. Course. They're not oh, they're, a, not. they're yeah. not around anymore. Oh, okay. They're that Orlando Youth Theater was run by a guy named Tim Haynes and now he he actually has an organization called the Downtowners and they're um oh. seniors and it's a singing organization. That is cool. Oh, that is that cool. Down. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm connected to a lot of these people yeah. because, because part of it is because my son was involved with that. So yeah. you kind of get, you, you get to know some of these people and some of the people that were in Orlando Youth Theater, Mandy Moore is from Orlando Youth Theater. Yes. I knew that. Mandy okay. Moore. Yeah. And she is, she is from Orlando and yep. she was a member of Orlando Youth Theater Right before my son got involved, he was like 13. So she's a little bit older yeah. than that. So she aged out at 18. But when she's in town for anything, she invites Tim Haynes to everything because that's where she started. That's she got her great. start. That's yes. great. Yes. And wonderful. he's local. He does. He's he's a great guy. Yeah. You know, does a lot with the with the community and he works with the church. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I've been involved with several nonprofits. I was involved with the Steinway Society and they give... They give pianos to kids. That is amazing. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> What's yeah. that called? The Steinway? Steinway Society. Steinway Society. I, I can hook you up with those people. They're, yeah, we uh, love to have nonprofits. They do, they do yeah. an amazing job. They teach free lessons in school to kids. That is wonderful. No, that is wonderful. Because unfortunately, music is one of the things that's cut. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like ex- those extracurriculars that could be what... That child needs to succeed I, in their academics. In I school. know. I'm one of these people that think there's at least as much value in that as there is in sports. But you oh, know, well, of course I mean, there is. again, the sports, the passion for sports disappears when the sport disappears. Yeah, that's but right. But the passion for the arts never goes away. Right, it stays yeah. with them. You can carry it all the way through and, adulthood. There's people that I know that were 
you know, that started painting that are still painting and they're in their 80s and they're still painting. So they still have that passion. If you're not playing football, if you're in your 80s, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to find another another passion. Certain parts, there's older people that are needed on the stage. Oh, so this is something that, you know, it's not like you're just going to, you know, take certain ages and let, oh, let's just put some prosthetics on you. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. That's not how this works. It's all ages are included. Right. Yep. Which I love. I do too. Yeah. This has been very informative. And guess where we're going to be going? I'm like, why haven't we been there? I don't get why we haven't been either. This sounds like an amazing theater. Oh, it's, yeah. You you only have to go once. But this is what we tell people. There's things in our own backyard that. We just don't know about like you know Wakaiba what I mean? Island. Like Wakaiba Island, we <laughs> yeah, tell everybody. We talked about Have that you one been too. to Wakaiba Island because it's right down the road, and there's this fabulous little place, and it's locally owned, and it's smaller business, which yours is a larger theater, but it's still a small business. Yeah, and you know something entertaining to do. So we, of course, will be heading people in your direction. All right, and we will be headed there too. But this has been amazing, Terry. Thank you so much. Well, for thank joining you us. so much for inviting me. Yes, this yes. was very. Very fascinating. Your story is very fascinating, and just the uh, theater itself is very fascinating. We will definitely be going. All right, yes. and we hope we help hopefully spread for the word. Valentine's Day. I'm just saying, there's oh, something she's, going on there. Angie's, so hint, Angie's hint, hint, doing hint. a wink, wink at me. <laughs> <laughs> the wink, wink. But one more time, share um, with everybody the website. So if they're listening and they just want to check it out real fast, they can they find can you. go to WayneDenchPerformingArtsCenter.com, which we shortened to WDPAC. That was nice of you. Yes. And, and again, I will put, if you're listening to this on your podcast player or even on our website, you can just scroll down and click. It'll be the first link below the show notes. That's right. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back to chat a bit more. Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 94 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Terry. It's great to know that we have things like this right in our own backyard, isn't it? That was fun. Very educational. Mm -hmm. I I always say that, but I really was educated. I didn't know anything about the theater. No, we say this about every guest that we have on the show. We always learn something new. We do. We do. And I knew about the Wayne Dench Performing Arts Center but I didn't know about like the movies they do there. And I yeah. looked on the website since we spoke to Terry. And just for those of you listening, it's been a couple of days since we did the interview with Terry. We've had a weekend go by and stuff as we're now doing the, the wrap up. But that movies thing she talked about, they're playing like Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. right now. It's really cool. It's like they're playing a movie. The, the uh, Love Your Shorts Film Festival thing is coming up. Yeah. The guy, Ted Torres, who does Elvis, looks just like Elvis. And- he sounds amazing too. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. He sings for real. I think. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because I always wonder: is he? Are these people just really that talented of lip singers? You well, know, so I think but, some of them lip sync, but yeah. But no, I think his is live. Yeah. Um. The also the uh, the downtowners. 
that yeah. singing group. That was another one I knew nothing about. So yeah. it was cool to kind of look them up. And I know I just love to learn that um, Sanford is growing the way it is. It's yep. becoming a trendy kind of hot spot that brings more businesses in. Yes. So it's good for the economical situation of yeah. the area, which it will bring more communities in. So and more investors and stuff like that. So I just love to hear that that's happening right here in our own backyard. I do too. And it makes me want to go to Sanford again soon. I know. And we had a, a while ago planned on doing it when they used to do the street parties that you were telling me about it. Yep. But obviously, because of COVID, that has stopped for now. But we will definitely get down there and do that when it comes back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that when it comes back. And we also talked about maybe making a weekend of taking an Uber to the train station and then taking the train station to Sanford and kind of doing some shopping, hitting a bar, doing that kind of stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah, that does sound really fun too. And guys, we are on the last leg of a little weekend getaway that we planned just for... um, for right here in our, like I keep saying, in our own backyard, we have these wonderful campgrounds. So we planned a little camping excursion right down the road at Wakaiwa Spring State Park, yes, which is literally are, a bike ride away for us. It really is. You planned it, though. For, don't give me credit for that. Okay. But. Well, I planned it. Yes. And um, I figured, oh, because I get off work at four o'clock on Friday and you get off work late, it'll be a quick place to go to be able to set our tent up by dark, yep. which we did perfectly. Yeah. Wonderful first night, had our fire going, roasted some hot dogs, great night, and And then... We didn't do, well, (laughs) yeah, but before you get into that, we didn't even do, like, they have uh, kayaking and canoeing and swimming in the springs down there, Mm -hmm. they've got campgrounds for tents, they've got campgrounds for RVs and motor, uh, what do you call them, motorhomes, is that what they call them? Um, So... We saw all that out there, they have bike trails, they have hiking trails, we enjoyed all of that stuff while we were out there. But as Angie started to allude to, I'll let you take over then. I just wanted to mention some of the cool things out there because I think it was a great plan that you had. I think it's a great place. I think I want to go back. I haven't been since I was a kid. We saw deer. Angie's like the deer whisperer. We got really close to the deer. It was really cool. (laughs) We didn't see any bears, but we were hoping to. They'd seen them in the area this week, though. Yeah. So we had a great day. It did start getting a little misty rain on Saturday morning when we woke up. No biggie. Had a little, you know, run in with our percolator is that what you said you percolator percolator yeah the, you know the coffee pot that you bring we'd never used one That's before my fault. so i was learning to, you know uh, I'm, i was learning how to use a percolator and let me just tell you if you have one for camping as i learned from an old marine on youtube <laughs> you don't put that much coffee grinds in a little no. basket so we did have to leave the campground to go yep. get some coffee that's okay you know we, you know whatever sure. takes the ambience away a little bit but it's cool but when we got back i went to get in the tent after yes. we sat and ate our breakfast, and it was raining inside our tent. Let's just put it that way. Now, so something about the tent that Dan will tell you. Yeah, so <laughs> we considered buying a new tent before we left. We haven't camped in a while, but I have my trusty tent that I've had for 16 or 17 years. And I looked back through a lot of old fo- photos of the kids. <laughs> so we, I literally, we counted it back the other night to like 14 years, but I know I had it for a few years and that I just didn't have in the pictures. Mm-hmm. So... I know what you campers out there are going to say. Did you waterproof it? Well, consider that I've had it for at least 16 years and it's never leaked. So they come waterproof to some yeah. degree. And I know yeah. every season, hardcore campers may say you re-waterproof it. I like the idea of buying a tent and not really having to spray that stuff on it after. Also, we're not hardcore campers. We're not hardcore campers. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I've i never done that with a tent. And I know depending on the quality of the tent you get, sometimes it'll 
have an issue in a year, but think about how long that is. Yeah. 16 years. And I've been no through. Issues. We've camped one time with Girl Scouts where unexpectedly there was a storm that turned and came towards us. It was a tropical storm. Then it was a, a low level hurricane and we went ahead and camped. Yeah. And rain and wind. And finally we did leave that weekend because it was blowing all the tarps down, but the tent never leaked. Same tent. I've been through, you know, horrible rainstorms. So, yeah. It finally gave out. Finally gave out. So, what we ended up doing is throwing that old trusty tent in the garbage. Yes, we <laughs> And we did. packed all the sopping wet stuff up, and we did come home. But we finished our little camping weekend at home. So, everything that was on the list, we pretty much did. And we did get a bike ride in out in the trails. We got soaking wet, yes, but it, it was, was worth it. Those yeah. bike trails were cool because they go off-road. Yeah. They go out into the dirt, and you're going through the woods. And in some areas, it's like the woods are up high, and you can't see beyond the trail. And then it'll be like a big clearing of trees. It was really cool. Yeah, but Wakaiwa Spring State Park does have nine miles of trails. So it's amazing. For, so you can hike, and we saw we saw a lot of joggers out there. Yeah. But you do need to know the direction you're going in because you could get lost. I mean, I'm sure all the trails lead back to the main road. Yep. But still, just be aware, bring your map, whatever. But definitely check it out. It's a super clean park. It really is. And you is. have the springs right there that if you if we were daring enough, we would have went swimming. Because the water would have felt warm. Yeah, and the cooler, because if those of you not from Central Florida or don't know much about it, the springs are the same temperature all year. Yes, so, 72, 60, between 68 and 72 degrees, Same range, like that. yeah. And so in the winter, it actually feels warmer yeah, it's because it's warmer than the it. air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like a so, hot tub almost, until you get out of the water. Until you get out, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I was brave when I was younger as a teenager, jumping in the water and stuff you oh, know, yeah. in the winter. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. And then we came home and we continued our camping out on the porch, we did our reading out on the back porch. We had a little fire out there. It was cool. Um, we're having our Bloody Marys this recording time. Now, yeah, yep. we're finally having those, but we planned yep, on that. That was on the list of things, and we still have to play Yahtzee. We do, but I'm glad, you know, <laughs> this is the thing. This is, and I, look, I'm not going to say I've been doing this my whole life, and Angie's been a big influence, uh, big influence on me for this, but... Things are going to happen, man. You're going to have your plans. Something's going to throw a loophole That's in it. That's right. And you just have to laugh. And now we have a great memory of just how funny it was <laughs> that we opened the tent after we, we had a little snack, getting ready to make breakfast. I had the burner and the stove out. We had the little umbrellas set up over the stove. We're like, yep. whatever, man, we're going to bike in the rain. She zips open the tent. And it would have been one thing to have like a little leaky spot, but it was literally all of our gear, our clothes, the our bed, pillows. the pillows, <laughs> the blankets. It was basically just, you might as well just had it not in a tent. So there was no way that we could keep camping, but we, even if we went and got a new tent, we we thought, well, they're going to go home and dry everything first. So, but you know what we did? We just laughed it off. Now we got a great memory of remember that time that it rained. We took pictures and videos and stuff of the rain and in the tent. And, you know, we made the best of it. We came home, like Angie said, fire in the fire pit, reading the books. It was cool. It was like camping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a nice Hot shower. Yeah, home. that's right. We were freezing, but you know we could have done that at the campground. That's right. Like two minutes of hot water at the campground. That's right? true. But we are going to turn right back around and do it again. I've that's got right. a tent picked out. We're just kind of, um, kind of making sure it's the right one because I want to. I'd like to get a good one that's you know not super expensive but good enough quality. Yeah. So because we are going to try in the cooler months get some camping in once it's hot. We'll be skipping that, I think. That's right. Anyway, it was a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun. Yeah. And, and I think that pretty much wraps the show this week, guys. That I want to thank you for listening as always. And, uh, 
you know, we, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you giving us a rating, a review, or even subscribing. Um, yeah. And uh, just if you want to be a guest on the show, or if you have a recommendation on what tent Dan should buy, you can call us at 407-490-3899, <laughs> or you can email us at feedback at fineanddangy.com. Yeah, or also message us on any of our social media at Fine and Dangy. You know where you can find us. That's right. And guys, we thank you so much for everything you do. We appreciate everything that you are doing to help those in your community, rather it be a kind act, a smile, opening the door for someone, wearing your mask in your community around those that might be at high risk. So we appreciate everything that you are doing to help others. Indeed. And ask yourself each and every day, how can you help more? That's right. Like Angie said, how can you help people in your community? Maybe you have money to donate. Maybe you have time to donate. Yeah. Maybe you have old toys to donate or old clothes to donate or maybe you don't have any of that and you just want to hold the door for somebody or yeah. smile or be or be kind to those in your neighborhood or, or like i was thinking um when we were talking with terry or can we share information about a new business a new small business or restaurant or artist that we found out about yeah so that we can help to support them yes. during these you know tough times some people may be going through exactly and speaking of which terry has uh, she dropped back by here she wants me to fix her computer but she is going to hook us up with a long list of people that she knows who run various charities for various Amazing. groups so really excited to start lining up some of those guests as well yeah we love to let people know in the community about those small nonprofits, profit kits Profits especially. <laughs> Don't edit that out. All right. Angie had her flubber. Anyway, guys, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to bringing you some of the great guests we have over the next few weeks and months, because hopefully we will have the next few months booked out by the end of this week. And just remember, at the end of the day, it's, it's all fine and dandy. dandy.